My name is Dr. Michael Walton. Thank you so much for joining me today on Ask the Real Detective. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, welcome. My name is Dr. Michael Wald, and I am Supervisor of Nutritional Services at Integrated Nutrition of Mount Kisco, and that's a holistic health office located an hour north of New York City in Westchester. If you'd like to submit to me some show ideas of your own, feel free to do that by emailing me at the following email address. That would be info, like information, info at blooddetective.com. Or you can call me and leave me a message regarding your show topic at 914-552-1442. And to listen to any of my prior Ask the Blood Detective shows, you can go to my website at intmedny.com and just look under the blog section. And I have lots and lots of videos as well under the video section. So... Today's topic is a very important one, and it has to do with urinary tract infections. What are they? How do we avoid them? Uh, what are their many causes? And I must tell you that having done natural health care for uh, nearly 28 years, UTIs rank very high as one of the most profound conditions affecting a quality of life of not just women, but men as well. Sure, women do tend to get more UTIs than men due to certain anatomical differences, which we'll talk about. But uh, regardless, UTIs are really extremely uncomfortable, can cause depression and anxiety, and lead to a diminishment in one's quality of, of living. Constant pain, constant discomfort. I cannot imagine what this is like to be honest, I've never myself had a urinary tract infection. So I can't say firsthand what, what it's like. But secondarily, seeing the faces and discussing with my patients uh, how they need to live on a daily basis and their absolute uh, stress regarding repeat urinary tract infections is something that I hope I will never experience. But because so many of my patient population uh, suffer from repeat urinary tract infections, and because many of you had suggested this idea, it was clearly time to to cover this in some detail. You know, the most common thing that I've personally heard about urinary tract infections is that that individual affected should take a probiotic. And I don't hear much beyond that other than uh, the hygiene and the standard hygiene procedures for reducing urinary tract infection. We'll list them in uh, just a minute. Uh, and that's about what I hear. Most women with a history of repeat urinary tract infections, or what I will abbreviate from this point on as a UTI, uh, will find that the supplementation of a probiotic alone, which for those of you who are not familiar with what a probiotic is, it is a combination of generally a healthy forms of bacteria. And there are very good studies that do show that probiotics are very helpful. They may even be curative for some UTIs, but most people need more. And all probiotics are not the same. So I'll make specific recommendations in terms of dosing and brand of probiotics and other types of nutrients which cut to the source of the cause of most forms of UTI so that we can really eliminate a lot of wasted effort and suffering that many of you have experienced with UTIs just trying one thing after the other. So a UTI or urinary tract infection can be bacterial and that is thought to be the most common cause of UTIs. And there may also be fungal or yeast forms of UTIs. And then there are viral forms of UTIs. What's interesting about the viral forms is that they are thought to not play a strong role. Uh, I would disagree with this. 
because there's simply no evidence to state that viral causes of UTIs do not play much of a role. In other words, what happens in traditional gynecology or from your internist or family practitioner is that you present with a UTI and if your urine culture comes back positive for the growth of bacteria, then you're of course given an antibiotic and if that works, fantastic. If it doesn't, then another one is given until you hopefully respond. But if your urinary culture comes back negative, many doctors still put you on antibiotics without thinking for a moment that maybe that is a viral UTI. Not to mention there are many other causes of UTIs and other health conditions that have nothing to do with urinary tract infections that masquerade as a UTI. So I think we need to take uh, take a step or two back. And when we're dealing with UTIs, when you're dealing with your own urinary tract infections, to know a little something here so that you can have a different sort of relationship with whatever healthcare provider you're working with so that you've got at least two brains working on this because this is hard stuff. What's interesting about UTIs is what I said, is that UTIs are common among the general population and most often are caused by bacterial pathogens. Now, sometimes that bacterial pathogen takes hold in your body or sometimes that viral pathogen, it can also be parasitic or fungal as I mentioned, these infective infections can take hold because you have an immunocompromised immune system. In other words, you have problems with one or more arms, so to speak, of your immune system. We have three major immune systems, the complement immune system, the humoral immune system, and the cell-mediated immune system. Often I will see that the cell-mediated immune system is low. In other words, someone's white blood cell count may be low genetically, or it might be low normal, or The numbers of white blood cells are fine, but the white blood cells don't work well. So those factors increase one's susceptibility, or at least they're part of what increases one's one's susceptibility to any type of infection that may cause a UTI. The fact that you may have what's called lowered host resistance. And if you have a lowered resistance, your susceptibility to getting an infection is much higher, obviously. But what we can do is improve your host resistance with improvements in lifestyle, including, but certainly not limited to, the use of foods, the use of nutritional supplements that can give you an edge such that your weakened resistance can be overcome by, a, by strong resiliency of your immune system or of your body in general. I just want to make a quick mention because, you know, I am called a blood detective. That's that's my branding. So testing is important and I know it very well. When it comes to the diagnosis of viral UTIs, usually a what's called a PCR or what's called a real-time polymerase chain reaction. Uh, polymerase chain reaction stands for uh, PCR. That, that is the method of choice for detecting a viral load for a number of reasons which we, we won't have time to get into today, but you should be aware of the real-time PCR test and request it if you're concerned whether or not a virus or, or viral agents have caused your recurrent UTIs. And a medication called Cidiflovir Yes, it's a a difficult one to pronounce, but it's Cidiflovir. It's spelled C-I-D-O-F-O-V-I-R. is becoming the drug of choice uh, in viral UTIs because it seems to be active against most most common uh, viral pathogens. Um, I always prefer natural remedies if they exist. I find that N-acetylcysteine, which is a very strong antiviral agent, it's abbreviated NAC, and you can find that on my website at blooddetective.com, 
is extremely useful. Lots of studies on its antiviral effects without having the side effect of, anti, of viral resistance and the development of viruses that resist the medication. And of course, they are stronger and much, much more difficult to get rid of. Vitamin D is also a very strong antiviral agent. So you want to make sure that your blood test shows that you have a vitamin D level between 70 and 75. Most doctors, with, with all due respect, that I have experienced over decades are largely ignorant of the optimal place on a blood test the, vi- the vitamin D level should be for reducing your overall morbidity and mortality risk. Now, what morbidity and mortality risk means is that mortality obviously refers to death. So the higher your vitamin D level, the lower your risk of just dying of anything. And the higher normal your vitamin D level, the better the quality of your life. So vitamin D might be implicated in your susceptibility to any type of cause, viral, bacterial, fungal, patho- uh, you know, uh, parasitic cause of a UTI. So we want that vitamin D level between 70 and 75. 30 to 100 is the average range on a blood test. And many doctors have simply tell their patients, well, you're at a 50, you're at a 40, you're at a 60. That's great. It's not bad, but it may not be optimal for you. So sometimes we have to optimize levels of nutrients because having normal levels is simply not good enough. We are experiencing abnormal uh, exposures to resistant infections of different types, abnormal exposures to pollution in our environment, which affects our health in a myriad of ways, uh, the least of which, not to mention, is a lowered immune system. Even diabetes can be caused by air pollution. Um, so the list goes on and on, of course, in terms of the susceptibility factors and what can overcome our immune systems. So we want to use nutrition in the form of diet and nutritional supplements to give us a leg up, to give us an advantage. And I'll be discussing many other uh, nutritional ways of improving your immune system, specific for UTIs of all types, but also for general health and well-being and for underlying uh, causes of UTIs that may not be infectious. I'll give you a little hint. I just said causes of urinary tract infections that are not caused by infections. You might have, without knowing it, a hidden autoimmune disease. And that autoimmune disease may promote inflammation uh, in the vaginal area and in the reproductive organs, which give you essentially susceptibility to a UTI and actual UTIs. Or your symptoms may appear exactly like UTIs, but you you don't have positive urine cultures for bacteria, and you don't have positive PCR testing, that's that polymerase chain reaction viral load test I just mentioned. And you may also be negative for parasites. If all of these tests are negative, 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 and you still have symptoms, we need to think that you might be having symptoms that are masquerading as UTIs, but are not actually UTIs. It's very important that we all acknowledge and understand that the reduction in one's immune system is the requirement for bacterial virulence, the strength a bacteria may be exposed to, and viral virulence, and fungal virulence, and parasitic virulence. So there are a variety of nutrients that should come to your mind right away when we want to improve immune virulence. The first are the types of probiotics. Probiotics are of many, many different types, and they have different effects. Some probiotics or healthy bacteria, which by the way also help reduce uh, uh, yeast or fungal UTIs, And probiotics also have direct immune balancing effects upon the immune system. Uh, Among other uh, important advantages such as hormone balancing and, of course, 
improved intestinal health. And if we have a problem with our intestinal tract, that would likely make us more susceptible to UTIs because if we're not, for example, absorbing normally, or if our nutritional requirements are increased for whatever reason, due to the aging process, diseases, years of not taking care of yourself, there's so many reasons, then we will not have a successful treatment of UTIs unless we work on improving gut function. But back to probiotics. The two most important families of probiotics, which are important for UTIs of any type. So everyone does get UTIs, no matter what cause you may have. You might have a UTI caused by hormonal problems. We hadn't mentioned that one yet, like estrogen deficiency, which can cause vaginal dryness, which can cause bacterial overgrowth. Or, well, let's leave it at that for just a moment. So in terms of probiotics, we want the lactobacillus acidophilus form. Most of us have heard of lactobacillus acidophilus. That particular strain of probiotic helps to return the urinary pH, which is, refers to the acid-base balance of the urine, more towards its normal acid end of the pH scale. So when you hear people out there and many of you who've listened to my show a number of times know that misinterpreting pH in the body is one of my pet peeves. When I hear someone say, a practitioner in particular, say that we should be alkaline, that doesn't mean much to me other than really make me upset because we don't want to be alkaline in our urine in almost no case. So lactobacillus acid acidophilus helps to return that. So I always use about 3 billion count lactobacillus acidophilus to start. But we also want to combine the acidophilus, the lactobacillus acidophilus, with four or five other forms of acidophilus. And also we want to combine that with about four other forms of what's called bifidobacterium, like bifidobacterium lactis and bifidobacterium longum and bifidobacterium bifidum, and there's others. Uh, I won't bore you with the, the, the long names other than to say on the Blood Detective website, my Superbugs product will have a probiotic bacterial complex of pharmaceutical grade, it's very important that it's pharmaceutical grade, of 6 billion. And the proper count of these bugs is also important too because the standardization count for these bugs is in CFUs. If you don't have CFUs after the number of probiotic organisms in your product, you probably shouldn't use it. And if you're on blood thinners, you need to be extremely careful using probiotics. So you'll need to talk with your healthcare provider about that. There are a few other contraindications to probiotics. Uh, they are very few and far between, but they, you may need to pay attention to them. So with probiotics, you should know that they are much better used by the body if you take them with a, take them with a protein, particularly whey. If you cannot use whey for any reason, then use some other form of plant uh, protein or animal protein. So for a normal weight person, I would start them with one capsule of probiotic per day with a meal. And then the very next day, as long as they don't have gas and digestive discomfort, that's severe, and almost no one does, I increase to two twice a day. I'll have the person take two in the a.m. and two midday so that the probiotics remain in the gastrointestinal tract the entire day. Now, if you are the type of individual who has chronic history of UTI, you want to be taking six billion combination of probiotics like those I've described. Actually, let me change that. It's 12 billion three times a day with food. 12 billion CFUs three times a day with food. And you could use my Superbugs product that you can find at blooddetective.com. Now, for those of you who are just joining us, we're talking about a very important topic of urinary tract infections. And men, you need to listen to this too, because when men have urinary tract infections, they tend not to have side effects. So they have these, let's say in the case of a bacterial um, UTI, and this goes for women too, the bacteria release endotoxins, folks. Endotoxins are toxins released in your body. They are, you're literally being seeded with infective agents that promote inflammation, that suppress the immune system that can cause all sorts of disruption 
throughout the body, far from just the reproductive organs. So endotoxins need to be neutralized. The bugs causing the endotoxins need to be killed. And your body needs to be repaired based upon the effects that your chronic UTIs have had. So each person will need specific personalized treatment for their UTIs. Oftentimes, UTIs are caused by hormonal problems. And most women certainly are aware of this. If you've ever had at least one UTI in your life, that if you have lower estrogens, which we most commonly seen in women in menopause, but of course it can occur much earlier than that, estrogens have some useful um, uh, effects in the body, including improving the integrity of the mucous membranes that line the vaginal area and the reproductive organs, and holding in moisture, and increasing the resiliency, flexibility, health, and circulation to the reproductive organs, the vaginal tissues. If estrogen levels are too low for you, they may not measure low, by the way, in a blood test. Blood tests are are horrible for hormone uh, measurements for the most part, and so are saliva tests. One would generally base their guess, a clinician that is, like myself, on whether or not someone has this or that type of hormone in balance based on questionnaires and experience and trial and error. But the point is, if I would suspect that there's lowered uh, estrogens, see what happens with lowered estrogens is when you have a reduction in the vaginal tissue, there's vaginal atrophy. And the reproductive organs and vaginal tissues will have less mucociliary protection and thus immune system protection. The daily... uh, Sexual intercourse may cause uh, damage to the skin, which would serve as a nidus for infection and tissue inflammation. And this can cause and often does cause chronic UTIs. So gynecologists generally will recommend estrogens to their patients, either orally or they will give them estrogen and or progesterone, uh, vaginal creams. And these can be uh, very effective. They're not correcting the problem, of course, but they may nonetheless be needed or uh, at least temporarily while nutritional methods are used to help repair that individual because sometimes it is possible. And we all know that there are causes of, uh, well, there, are, there is cause for concern with the use of synthetic estrogens and the so-called natural estrogens that some OBs uh, prescribe to their, their patients are not natural at all. They may say soy or wild yam sourced, for example, on the ingredients list, but there are no natural estrogens in plants. That's a misconception. We call them phytoestrogens, phytoprogesterones, phyto meaning plant, but they are chemicals that are similar in structure to human estrogens and progesterones in the plant, but similar is not the same. So scientists, pharmacists, uh, I shouldn't say pharmacists, but the producers of the prescription medications will, in a laboratory, manipulate the wild yam, let's say estrogen or progesterone, or the soy-based estrogen and progesterone lookalikes and turn them into estrogens and progesterones in the lab. So they're not natural anymore. If one wants to improve your body's ability to make hormones and to improve hormone balance, well, that's where nutrition comes in. Diet plays a role there, and and so do concentrates of various nutritional supplements. For example, I have a product called Dim Supreme, which is a product that's been shown well, not my product, but the ingredients in my product have been shown in studies to create an estrogen balance in the body. Diindolmethane, diindolmethane or DIM, is the active ingredient in my DIM Supreme, and I've combined it with vitamin E and uh, a long-sounding chemical known as phosphatidylcholine to improve the bioavailability to the body of this DIM. 
it increases its absorption, and what it does is it helps to balance estrogens. It's an adaptogen, which means if estrogen levels are too high, DIM tends to help bring it down. If estrogen levels are too low, tends to bring it up. But the same with testosterone and the same with progesterone. And when we have a better balance of these hormones, not only might we experience fewer and less severe repeat uh, UTIs of any type, because hormonal insufficiencies, hormonal imbalances can make one susceptible to all forms of infective UTIs. Because if we have hormonal imbalances, that produces an environment in the intestinal, I'm sorry, in the reproductive tract, not to mention in other areas of the body, that create an environment where these infections just love. So Dim Supreme would be top on my list whenever we suspect that there's hormonal issues. The probiotic I mentioned is very important for improving the local health of the small intestine and the large intestine and also the reproductive tract. We know that there's a 30% or so cure rate of bacterial UTIs with just a probiotic. That's pretty remarkable. And, and what's, what's even more remarkable and horrific, I would say, is that there are very few uh, gynecologists that I have met and I have heard indirectly through my patients over, again, decades of work that recommend probiotics to their patients. I think the incidence of them doing that is slightly higher, maybe just a little higher than gastroenterologists who almost never are recommending probiotics and it just makes no sense. And for those of you out there wondering, well, why would they do that? These are intelligent people. Why would they not know about this? Because they don't know, folks. They just don't know. It's just not what they do every day. And like so many of us, when we get used to doing a thing a certain way, it is very, very hard for us to change. So we could spend an entire show <laughs> talking about why uh, intelligent physicians and other types of practitioners, particularly physicians, are not looking at the scientific literature on this. They, they, they learn how to write scripts. And scripts are sometimes necessary. But there's a lot more than that. Now let's get back to some of the characteristics of UTIs for a second. Again, for those of you who are just joining us, we're talking about urinary tract infections. You're listening to Ask the Blood Detective. My name is Dr. Michael Wall, the original blood detective, and I have a practice uh, located in our north of New York City. And I work with patients with all manner of health problems, including uh, UTIs and naturally uh, managing them. You know, with, with UTIs, I would commonly see typically a woman coming into the office and she will say, you know, I, I had, you know, another urinary tract infection and my, my doctor recommended yet another antibiotic. And I say, well, have you thought about the fact that you may not have a new urinary tract infection? You simply may have a recurrence of an old one due to bacterial resistance caused by all the antibiotics that you previously used. And most people immediately understand that and they don't quite know what to say. So I rehearse this with them and we go over some science around the UTIs about resistance and there's viral causes and then there's hormonal causes of UTIs and there may be other diseases that are not urinary tract infections at all, like interstitial, uh, interstitial cystitis, which gives symptoms of a UTI but uh, is not that. So with that education, women and men are able to cut through a lot of the morass surrounding, all the misunderstandings surrounding UTIs, and will know when to use proper nutrition. By the way, there is never not a time to use nutrition for the prevention and or treatment of UTIs. Never not a time. It just needs to be done right. I also want to mention that some patients I've seen work very hard to manage their UTIs. They, they actually go through quite a lot of suffering uh, along the course of their trying to figure things out as naturally as possible. But they sometimes will take the right thing like a probiotic, but they'll take it, let's say, uh, with too much food, or they are not taking pharmaceutical-grade probiotic, or they're not taking, um, let's say, phytonutrients, let's say, in a, a green drink or a, a juice, let's say, that are at the right uh, ratios of what they might need for their particular UTI. They're not taking vitamin C the correct way. They're, they're dosing it maybe wrong, or the dose is right, but the form of vitamin C 
is wrong. They might have taken a buffered form of vitamin C when they needed non-buffered form of vitamin C called ascorbic acid. So I'm trying to say here that some people have the right ideas, but because they don't have some of the training required to really figure these, this, these more difficult health problems out, they suffer for a very long time. I, I don't know how they do it. They're a lot stronger, I think, than I would be in their situation. So what we need to understand that is if you're a woman, your chance of getting a urinary tract infection is very high. Some experts rank your lifetime risk as high as one in two with some women having repeat infections, sometimes for years and years on end. Again, I, I see this and it is heartbreaking. But nutrition and natural health can be extremely effective here. So what causes UTIs, particularly in women? So UTIs are a key reason that women are often told to wipe from the front to the back after using the bathroom. That's because the urethra, which is you know the tube that transports urine from the bladder to the outside of the body, is located close to the anus. Bacteria from the large intestine, such as that nasty E. coli, which is now super resistant to antibiotics, are in the perfect position to escape the anus and invade the urethra. From there, the E. coli or whatever the bacteria is or whatever the infectious, infectious agent is can travel up to the bladder. And if the infection isn't treated correctly, it'll continue to the kidneys. So women may be especially prone to UTIs because they have shorter urethras. And that shorter urethra would allow bacteria to quickly access the bladder. And also, having sex can introduce bacteria into the urinary bladder as well. UTIs affect millions of people every year. And although they're traditionally treated with antibiotics or antifungals or antivirals, there are effective home remedies for certain people that can help treat them and prevent them from recurring. So definition once again, so we don't miss the basics. A UTI is an infection that affects any part of the urinary tract, including the kidneys, the, ure the ureters, the bladder, or the urethra. And bacteria from the bowel are the most common cause of UTIs, but as we've said a few times, viruses and fungi can also cause infection. The two strains of bacteria, Escherichia coli and Staphylococcus, account for about 80% of cases of bacterial UTIs. So what are the symptoms? What are the symptoms that you need to know that can alert you that you might have a, a urinary tract infection? First one is, and not, these are not in order, by the way, folks, but a burning sensation when peeing. Cloudy or dark urine. That's a, that's a pretty good giveaway. Urine with a strong odor. A feeling of incomplete bladder emptying. You keep going to the bathroom, you, you, nothing's coming out, but you feel like you still have stuff in that bladder. Also, pelvic pain. Back pain, by the way, low back pain is a very frequent symptom of UTI in women. And that infection, that UTI infection, may only cause uh, a low back problem. I should mention, too, something really important that just because your urine culture was negative for bacteria does not mean you do not have a bacterial UTI. These urine cultures can, like lots of testing, can be false negative when there really is a problem. And on top of that, and this can be very confusing, everyone, is I have seen people getting, women getting UTIs, getting a culture. I get a copy of the culture and the patient was told that they do not have a, a bacterial uh, UTI. And in fact, their testing clearly shows that bacteria did grow on the culture. So why would that be? I mean, isn't that like super basic? There's bacteria on a culture, you have symptoms of UTI, that would maybe be cause and effect? Well, uh, the best answer I can give you is that sometimes doctors will look at the bacterial count and if the bacterial count doesn't meet some threshold, if it isn't enormous enough, they will say and actually believe that this is not a cause. 
Where that comes from, I don't know because, yes, it is true. Can someone have UTI symptoms and could they have bacteria that has grown from their urinary culture and that urinary culture bacteria not be the cause of their UTI? Sure, sure. In fact, a lot of times, a good amount of times, urinary tract infections, like I said with men, but it's also true in women, will produce no symptoms. You may not even know you have it. And your body's natural immunity gets rid of it, hopefully. But that's what happens a lot. So my point is, if you check any random person's urine culture, you might find bacteria in it, but they don't have any issues. But as with all tests in healthcare, it's my opinion that the testing, the results of the test, in this case, bacterial overgrowth, should always be considered in context with the individual's health history. For example, like your health history, do you have a a bacterial, I mean, do you have urinary tract symptoms now? If you do, and you have bacteria that's growing from your culture, there is a greater likelihood that those two are connected. If you've had a history of bacterial urinary tract infections, and you have bacteria growing in your UTI now, there is a strong probability that those are connected. I don't understand, quite honestly, I'm still baffled by this, that a person would have symptoms of a UTI and a woman is suffering with those symptoms and the culture is positive, but the doctor doesn't feel it's positive enough that it's connected. So I just wanted you to be aware of that so that you can direct natural therapies uh, to affect antibacterial causes You can use nutrition to affect strong antiviral effects, antibacterial effects, and antifungal effects. Not to mention improving your overall immune resiliency and other areas of the body that might produce UTI. So back to the symptoms. We have the burning sensation upon peeing. We have cloudy or dark urine. Urine has a strong odor, a feeling of incomplete bladder emptying, pelvic pain like back pain. Uh, Women also report a frequent or intense urge to urinate. Uh, And this is one of the more problemsome symptoms. A person, a woman in particular, may have lower abdominal pain. The urine might be uh, cloudy. A person might feel shaky. I have had women come to see me and they're, they're feeling shaky and they're tired often. And they even say that they get hot flashes. And they were not getting hot flashes. They were getting um, what we call hormonal flashes from hormonal problems. And their feeling tired and shaky, they thought, was low blood sugar, but it was signs of infections. Signs of infections also include, obviously, fever or chills. Okay, And usually, if you have fever and chills... You must see a doctor because that infection may have already reached your kidneys. And that might require, and often does, hospital-based intravenous use of one or more uh, antibiotics. You know, UTIs can affect anyone. Women are obviously more prone because we've talked about the anatomy of the, of the urethra and how bacteria can enter the urethra uh, because of its location with the rectum. But men also... You guys need to not be so tough. You have these feelings. I've, I've had men come to see me where they're so far advanced into their infection, uh, they just toughed through things and did not see anyone, did not see a doctor. So even when medications such as antibiotics are needed, nutrition when used correctly can enhance, can supercharge the effects of Antibiotics, for example, if you were to take digestive enzymes, so I use with my patients something called Detox Absorb. Detox Absorb is a form of enzyme and stomach support and liver digestion bile acid support. But we know, studies have shown that enzymes can help push antibiotics deeper into tissue. So if you're going to use them, you want to use them right. And if you're taking antibiotics, yes, you want to take 
probiotics, like my superbugs, for example, and you'd want to take them not with the antibiotic, but about a half an hour or so, either before or after. And although studies are actually showing now that antibiotics are not adversely interfered with by the use of probiotics, I still feel it's safer until you know all the data is in to just take the probiotics a bit away from the antibiotics. Now, let's talk about chronic UTIs because chronic implies that there are uh, more than one recurrence of a UTI. And about one in five women experience a second urinary tract infection, while other women are plagued incessantly. And in most cases, it's from a different type of strain of bacteria. But some types can, of bacteria can invade the body cells and form a community that's like hidden and safe from antibiotics and even safe from a strong immune system. So a group of these like renegade bacteria, they can travel out of the cells, they can reinvade the body, and they ultimately can establish a colony of antibiotic-resistant bacteria primed to attack. Some women are genetically predisposed to UTIs, while others have abnormalities in the anatomy or the structure of their urinary tract, which makes them more susceptible. And in these cases, whether it's genetic or, or structural, meaning the anatomy is different, that's where nutrition needs to be applied on a daily basis without fail. Because once these infections occur and they get out of hand, they're very hard to control, but not impossible. I should mention that women with diabetes are definitely at higher risk because they have compromised immune systems, which make them much less able to fight off infections. And not just UTI infections, but any other types of infections. And other conditions also um, are known to increase the risk of UTIs like pregnancy, multiple sclerosis, and many other autoimmune diseases, by the way. And anything that affects the, the urine flow, such as kidney stones, stroke in the kidney, what they call a renal uh, infarction, a spinal cord injury, uh, these are not rare causes of recurrent uh, urinary tract infections. And I should also note that there are conditions, as I've mentioned a few times, that can produce the exact symptoms of urinary tract infections, but they're not urinary tract infections. Lyme disease, herpes, a condition called interstitial cystitis, which is a, an inflammation of the bladder and a painful bladder. They call it painful bladder syndrome. And I mentioned lack of flow to the kidneys. And that's very common for people over age 60. And if you're going to know about the natural treatments, which we're going to explore in a few minutes in, in a lot of detail, you need to know the traditional medical treatment options as well. You know, options are important because options give you choice. But besides that, if you understand the medical options, even if you don't want to do them, you don't want to take an antibiotic, you want to fix something naturally, that's fine. But if you understand how the natural options work, that sometimes gives greater insight into how to use the natural options if you understand how the medical options work. That's what I meant to say. If you understand how medical options work, then that would give you some greater insight into properly using natural options. So for example, if you have three or more urinary tract infections a year, your doctor is going to recommend a special sort of a treatment plan, and that special plan has to do with a low-dose antibiotic over a very long period of time to help prevent repeat infections, which inherently is extremely dangerous, although necessary sometimes, I admit, but it carries a danger of antibiotic resistance, which most of us listening here know is a worldwide problem. We are now resistant to antibiotics that at one point worked extremely well, and now people do not respond to them. Again, for those of you just joining us, my name is Dr. Michael Walls. You're listening to Ask the Blood Detective. We're talking about urinary tract infections, medical and natural causes. I uh, can be reached at 914-552-1442 or emailed at info at blooddetective.com.
So if you're asked to take a single dose of an antibiotic, for example, after sex, because that's what one of the treatment options are if you've had more than three urinary tract infections a year, um, that's because sex is a common infection trigger. You'd also might be asked to take antibiotics for one to two days after every time you have any kind of symptoms. And uh, I also would like to suggest that you, if you suspect that you have a urinary tract infection, if you can't get to your doctor fast enough, then you can use an at-home urine kit, and that can give you some idea as well. They're available without a prescription, and they can help you determine whether or not you need to call your doctor. If you're on antibiotics, you can test to see if your antibiotics have cured the infection. Although most practitioners, most doctors will still insist that you have to finish your prescription. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I am saying that there is a very good amount of of scientific literature right now that says that that concept of you having to finish your antibiotic, uh, you know, your round of antibiotics is based on nothing and is untrue and could actually be quite harmful for a lot of reasons. So you want to contact your doctor if your test is positive or if your symptoms continue uh, despite a negative result on your test. So how do you prevent urinary tract infection reinfection? Well, you can prevent getting another UTI by doing these simple things. First of all, empty your bladder frequently as soon as you feel the need to go. Don't rush and be sure you've emptied the bladder as completely as possible. You do want to wipe from front to back if you're a woman. You want to drink lots of water. You want to choose showers over baths. You want to avoid, you want to stay away from feminine hygiene sprays and uh, scented douches and scented bath products because they'll only increase the irritation. And you want to cleanse the genital area uh, before sex. You want to urinate after sex sex to flush away any bacteria or fungi that have entered your urethra. If you choose a diaph- if you choose, you know, to use a diaphragm, uh, lubricated condoms or spermicidal jelly or birth control, consider switching to another method. That's if you're getting recurrent infections. These may, may be the causes. Diaphragms can increase bacterial growth, while unlubricated condoms can and often do increase bacterial growth while the unlubricated condoms and spermicides can cause irritation. All can make UTI symptoms uh, more likely. So you want to keep your genital area dry and, you know, by wearing cotton underwear and loose-fitting clothes, avoid avoiding tight jeans, you know, the standard stuff and nylon underwear because these things can trap moisture. They, can, they create a perfect environment for bacterial growth. So I mentioned before drinking uh, a lot of water. Hydration status has been linked to the risk of urinary tract infections. It is extremely important to manage your hydration. And the reason is because regular urination can help flush bacteria from the urinary tract to prevent infection in the first place. And prevention is worth, you know, a pound of cure, right? So one study actually examined participants with long-term urinary catheters. Now, the reason I'm talking about long-term urinary catheters is that if you've ever had a catheter in a hospital where they put a tube uh, in the urethra to help urine flow, uh, that can introduce and often does um, all kinds of nasty bugs from the hospital setting that are highly resistant, and they can uh, take up residence in your body. So that could have been decades ago. But one study did look at people with long-term urinary catheters and found that those with low urine output had a much higher risk of developing UTIs. But the same is true for people like the rest of us out here. We don't have catheters, uh, but we do uh, have a low urinary output perhaps because we're underhydrated. So you want to be urinating you know, every 15, 20 minutes, particularly if you have a history of UTIs. The other thing that you can do Oh, you know, there's actually one other study I'm thinking that I should mention. It was a study in 2013. They looked at 141 girls, I believe it was, with low fluid intake and uh, infrequent uh, urination. And they found that 
low fluid intake and infrequent urination were definitely linked to recurrent UTIs. So that should make sense. And then there was another study of 28 women who uh, self-monitored their hydration, their you know, water balance status, using a probe to measure the urinary concentration. And they found that and an increase in fluid intake, they just drank more, led to a decrease in UTI frequency. So very, very important to stay hydrated, meet your fluid needs, and it's best to drink water throughout the day and always when you are thirsty, and even when you're not. Let's talk about vitamin C. Let's talk about nutrition. So vitamin C is important. If your UTI is associated with a pH of your urine that's too high, then you need to take ascorbic acid to reduce your pH to create an environment in your urine that is very resistant to bacterial overgrowth, specifically bacterial overgrowth. So some evidence shows that if you increase your intake of vitamin C, that can protect you not only from bacterial infections, but the fungal ones, the viral ones, all of them. And again, it's thought by working by increasing the acidity of your urine. And it also, vitamin C has direct killing effects of bacteria. So it may not kill all of them. Then the probiotic, the superbugs might kill more. And then the DIM product might help further still. And obviously, and obviously fruits and vegetables are especially high in vitamin C. They're a good way to increase your intake. Um, I use, uh, in my patients with UTIs, my detox products, they're called Detox 1, 2, 3, and 4. And each of them are different colors, red, purple, orange, green. Those of you who have heard my show before, you know I've mentioned these. They're superfood products of, of plant products. Unless there's a reason for me not to do this, I put all of my patients on all four of these powdered products, starting at a half of a scoop of each, mixed all together, not just because of the vitamin C, but the hundreds if not thousands of nutritional synergists which help hormonal imbalance, which fight inflammation, which improve t- tissue integrity, which uh, manage uh, immunity, which have uh, antiviral effects, antifungal, antiparasitic effects, antibacterial effects, and can work upon various systems of the body to improve overall health and well-being. Whether someone has diabetes or some other autoimmune disease or cancer, what have or what have you. So I have a scoop of the detox one, two, three, and fours all together at once in the morning. And if you've had a history of chronic UTIs, again midday or or maybe about five to six o'clock. That way, if you spread the doses out over uh, two doses, you get very impressive uh, blood levels of all manner of very essential uh, phytonutrients. Studies also have shown that unsweetened cranberry juice is one of the, um, well, certainly one of the more uh, common, I would say, natural remedies for urinary tract infections. And cranberries work by preventing bacteria from sticking to the urinary tract itself. And if the bacteria can't stick, then they prevent an infection. So some of you are saying, well, listen, I've had multiple infections and I've tried it. Not everything works all the time. But it's important to realize that if you're using natural remedies and they're not, they're not working, you know, don't wait until you, know, you have a kidney infection. However, the unsweetened cranberry juice sometimes really does make a difference from a preventative point of view. Point of view. Oftentimes, I find it's not enough alone, but if I use that along with detox one through four and we give the strong probiotics, the Superbugs product at two, twice a day or even two, three times a day with food, along with the DIM product one, twice a day, we're in pretty good shape. With... Um, with vitamin C, though, sometimes one wants to use the buffered form of vitamin C. That's a bit more complicated to describe over email, but mostly I would say when people have autoimmune causes of their urinary tract infections, the buffered C may be better, or I might alternate it with ascorbic acid. And the buffered C that I use is uh, called Detox Eliminate. It's very highly buffered powder. And I first have a person take a level teaspoon of it in two to three ounces of water every 30 minutes until they get diarrhea. And then they stop. 
That means the body's fully saturated with vitamin C. And then I continue that individual on about three quarters of the amount it took for them to get diarrhea. In other words, an amount that keeps the levels high, but not to the point of diarrhea. And then we mentioned earlier, just to summarize, you definitely want to be taking a probiotic. And uh, sometimes I also will use what's called Saccharomyces boulardii, which is an antifungal probiotic, but the Lactobacillus acidophilus and the Bifidobacterium, they're also antifungal as well as antibacterial. So if a person has had a, a history of fungal issues, or I think they're susceptible because they've been on so many antibiotics, I always place them on the Saccharomyces boulardii. It's also best to take with food. You take it with the superbugs, but the dose is much lower. You just take one capsule twice a day of the Saccharomyces boulardii as opposed to the superbugs probiotic where you're taking two, three times a day. That's where I start. And some of you are thinking, well, what about D-mannose? What about that? Yep, D-mannose, which is a type of sugar found in cranberries, has been shown effective in treating UTIs and preventing recurrences. So that's D-mannose. And then a barberry leaf, also known as uva ursi. One study in particular showed that a combination of this product, along with dandelion root, uh, decreased uh, UTI uh, recurrence very, very nicely. But we're talking, I mean, usually though, it's a bit more complex. So uh, what I would also recommend to my patients is a comprehensive immune modulator, anti-inflammatory, hormonal balancer, anti-infectious, antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal by using a product I put together called endocrine tincture because it contains the erythrococcus centicosis. It contains natural kelp, which can help uh, thyroid hormonal imbalance, which sometimes is associated with UTI. It has the astragalus root, which works very well with the erythrococcus centicosis for immune modulation. And it contains black cohosh and chase tree and, and saw palmetto and parsley and alfalfa, even prickly ash bark. All of these are super synergists for hormonal balance. And if the hormonal imbalance is there, the tissue integrity changes in the, in the vaginal area and the reproductive system, making you, the, the individual, more susceptible to all manner of infection not just UTIs, but others. And then because UTI is a stress on the body, I put together something called adrenal base. So the adrenal glands get stressed out. We need to support them. So if you support the adrenal glands, the, the body can withstand more and it can work better. And it can help support the immune system better. And if you support the adrenals, you support other hormones better. And if you support the adrenals, you help immune resiliency better. So my adrenal base product, I suggest at one capsule twice a day. And I probably should mention that my endocrine tincture that I just described, I recommend one dropper full twice a day with or without foods. The adrenal base has the cordyceps mycelium extract, which are very potent antifungal and immune modulating mushroom and Panax ginseng, immune modulator, again, the erythrococcus, along with ashwagandha, a rhodiola and glyceriza, all essential for managing immunity and for helping tissue repair and for enabling the body to deal with the stress of repair and the stress of recovering from recurrent antibiotic use. So I'm hoping that you all can appreciate, if you didn't before, the enormous strain that recurrent UTIs have upon men and women, especially women, and the importance of not giving up. If you've tried some of the simple things like D-mannose and cranberry and they don't work for you, try the superbugs, try the endocrine tincture, try the adrenal base, try the DIM product, all of those things which you'll find at blooddetective.com. Send me your questions once again at info at blooddetective.com. I need to know what you'd like to hear on the next show, and I'll do it. And uh, for those of you who would like to work with me directly, I would be happy to work with you. My number is 914-552-1442. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you next time on Ask the Blood Detective. This is Dr. Michael Wald.